We're watching films on the toilet Cause that's what dads have to do When the movie's unsuitable for your kids Then pretend you need a number two If you need a break from your family or spouse There's a lavatorial picture house Watch Terminator 2 while you're sitting on the loo Enjoy the whole of Rambo 4 with your trousers on the floor We're watching films on the toilet How about you? a single celebrity who I don't think might be a psycho. <laughs> um, yeah, no one pops into my mind. Yeah, they, they've all done some horrible stuff. <laughs> I once saw Tavina McCall on a stairwell and she gave me a really <laughs> lovely smile and uh, I just thought, oh, yeah. I bet you're really nice. Years later, yeah. I found out she'd just stolen someone's husband. <laughs> Just, just, just goes to show, like even the nice ones that you think are nice are just horrific. That's the, there's the lesson. Yeah. Never trust a famous person. Seriously, seriously. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not joking now. I'm not in character or anything. I've I've met enough celebrities in my life to, to tell you categorically they're all fucking awful. <laughs> uh, I wonder who our next guest will be. <laughs> No, Wayne, I ain't doing it. Where are you going to get your toilet roll from, then? I don't know. Exactly, even Asda's ain't got none. I ain't stealing nothing from a public toilet. Don't be so wet, Matthew. Council pays for it. Yeah, but it's all dark in there, isn't it? Not being funny, but if you want to be best mates with the oldest man in Plymouth, you need to grow a pair, mate. Oh, might be spiders. Oh, I'll do it myself, then. Don't be long. Can I help you with something, citizen? There you go, Matthew. You won't have to use a dishcloth stop. You are under arrest for stealing government property. No, I was just stealing. If you, I could go in there and use it all. If you, I could go in there, use the old row, and you wouldn't say nothing. Is there a difference? If you, is there a difference? No, thank you. If you resist arrest, I will have no choice but to use excessive force. Fine, I'll put it back then. Get ready to leg it. Don't rain. Oh, oh, he's got no balls. He's got no balls. I'll split the machine. I'll split the machine. You're coming with me. Could have left the toilet, bro. Oh, just get some from me, Nan. Yeah, we have returned. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I've got yeah. loads of energy too, you know. Two can play at that oh, game. Oh, you're matching it. Woo! You, every, every week, Ugh. you know, I really, really hope you're going to match the energy, but it's like a plane yeah. coming into land and it just bumps straight off the ground back in the air again. Yeah, I'm tired now. I need to sleep. <sighs> one day. One day I'm going to land that plane. Not any day soon, my friend. And you got this old hunk of coal as a co-pilot. <laughs> you're, you're, like the, you're like the Harrison Ford of pilots. He's an actual pilot, isn't he? Yeah, but he crashed. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. that's why it was a joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got it. It wasn't a compliment. No. Uh, oh, thanks a bunch. You want to get in my plane? I'm high on weed. <laughs> you want a blaze, kid? What's the last good film he made? Blade Runners? Yes. Yeah, yeah. it was. Although, I would argue that he was the weakest part of that. When he appeared, I felt it kind of slowed down and uh, it was better before he was in it. Yeah, I, I freaking loved that film. I, I got oh, to yeah, point out, I really loved ponderous, incredibly slow sci-fi that really meanders. Sort of like your life, but with a science fiction angle. That's right. Very slow, yeah. meandering. Ponderous, miserable, low energy, unappealing. 
Very sandy. Yeah, very sandy. Sexy holograms all over the place. <laughs> your, your house is full of them, isn't it? Wife's not that keen, but... <laughs> well, but in fairness, she, she has a fair share as well. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes you... I'll, I'll be trying to get to bed and there'll be like a sexy sexy male erotic dancer <laughs> do like a, who's like 10 foot tall, like grinding <laughs> over the top of our bed. And I'll be like... Do you want me to, to dance some... for you? Yeah, I'm trying to get some sleep. Can you turn that down? Anyway, what's um? I'm Ben. <laughs> yes, and I am Eamon. I just realised, Ben, we don't need to explain the premise of the show at the top because you explain it in the theme song. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I've, I, if you listen to the theme song, you know. And it's the best way of, of hearing something. Ben does it to song. Yeah, that's mm. it. Okay, well, um, then let's never explain it again. Yeah, listen to the theme tune, dorks. Oh, God. Oh, oh, I didn't hear the theme tune. <laughs> oh, I uh, don't uh, know the concept uh, of the show now. Oh, oh, I, oh what? It's in the song. Oh, <laughs> I skipped the song. I don't like music. I just like talking. Hey, I've got a song for you, buddy. It's called yeah. Buck Up Your Ideas or Get the Hell Out of Here. Whoa. That sounds like a Slipknot song. <laughs> <laughs> Crack up your ideas! I get the hell out of here! Something like that. Yeah. Anywho, today we are going to be discussing 1990s Robocop 2, starring Peter Weller, directed by Irvin Kirshner, mm. written by Frank Miller and Waylon Green. Yeah, so, I mean, you hear that lineup, you think, I've got a brilliant film on my hands. Yeah, can't wait. We'll see about that. We'll see what we thought of that later on. First up, though, a couple of weeks ago, Eamon, we mentioned Fred Durst on the podcast. Oh, yeah. I don't feel like we were particularly rude about him. No. I think we might have suggested that his directorial debut was not particularly well-received by critics, mm -hmm. but we have received a letter from oh. him, and I don't think he's particularly happy. What? Not again. I know. Seems like we're cheesing off people left, right and centre. Yeah, we're just, we're just trying to make friends. Okay, yeah. well you better tell us what he's got to say. Who dat calling me a has-been, bro? You want me to bust a cap in your ass? You feel me? I'd be rolling down the strip in my pimped-out caddy when your raggedy ass comes blasting out the surround sound. Me and my moms be like, what? Then she dropped me off for my shift at Cinnabon. <laughs> <laughs> and I was all like, thanks moms, pick me up at eight, yo. And she was like, you can make your own way home, you little punk. Oh. My new man's coming over to have dinner and dessert. Oh. Know what I'm saying? Jeez. Don't rush back. So I got Wes to pick me up after he'd finished work. <laughs> So I got Wes to pick me up after he'd finished work at the coffee shop across town. Anyway, I was blowing up then, and I'm still blowing up now. You don't even know. I've only been in the kitchen for six months, and they got me on the fast track to front of house. So shut your trap. Plus, my mom's boyfriend said he'd teach me how to ride his jet ski in July. Whatever, homie. I'm going to roll up a fatty and chillax, yo. It's all good. I suggest you take a minute to think what you want to did. Oh. For this situation gets out of hand. Or the last thing you gonna see is my red cap in the rear view mirror. Durst out. P.S. Don't be talking smack about my boy John Travolta neither. Durst out. 
did again. it out again. He did, he did it, it twice. twice. Yeah, he yeah. did it twice. Um, yeah, he's not happy, is he? No, it's weird. Like, I'm pretty sure he must be older than us. He's 50. Oh, he's older than us then. He should know better. He's, he's working in a Cinnabon. <sighs> I know, right? He's, he's making it sound like he's he's doing pretty well in life, but I would say he used to be a world-famous singer, now you're working in a Cinnabon. Did, uh, sounds like Wes Borland's done pretty well for himself. I wonder if he makes his body all black like he used to when he played the, uh, the bass That's guitar. That's right, yeah. Probably wouldn't go down that well now. No. Okay, we do actually have another piece of correspondence, Ben. This is actually a, uh, a very upbeat piece of writing. Oh, that'll make a change. It's not really. It's another okay. letter of complaint, I'm afraid. Oh, God. All right, let's see how this goes. Okay, here we go. Dear watching films on the toilet, this is Hollywood director Paul Greengrass. Oh, no. Oh, a few dear. weeks back, you called me out on your podcast, so I wanted to get in touch to give you a reality check. Okay. I'm not getting in touch as the hugely successful director of such hits as Kavanaugh QC and 1996 straight to TV movie The One That Got Away but in my capacity as the chairman of the Gillet Society you said that only lady horse riders on an actual horse should wear Gillets this is the kind of disinformation this very society was set up to combat Gillets are for anyone they are popular in the media industry with advertising creatives, digital marketing agency owners, and that f***ing dickhead BBC arts correspondent, Will Gompertz. Also, incredibly driven white-collar workers wear them, doing things like cycling up a mountain or doing polar marathons, or anything that will give them the sense of self-worth they were never given by their absentee fathers. Like I said, gilets are for anyone. And by that, yeah. I mean anyone rich. You yourself have mentioned several times that you are a poor man. May I suggest for you this, this sleeveless garment of choice for your ilk, the leather waistcoat. <laughs> I've taken the liberty of sending a carbon copy of this letter to the Association of Dirty Fat Waistcoat Men. I'm sure they'll be in touch. Lots of love, Paul Greengrass. P.S. I note that Ben is rich. His complimentary gilet and French mistress are on their way to him in the post. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually have a uh, a compliment slip from the Association of Dirty Fat Waistcoat Men uh, oh, right. stuffed through my door. It was covered in bacon grease and mashed up Cadbury's cream egg, and it simply said, <laughs> "Welcome aboard." <laughs> oh man! Mm. I... So um, yeah, uh, it was Paul Greengrass there, very irate because I had a dig at him. Yeah, again. You've been presented with an opportunity to make amends and you have flushed it down the toilet. Mm. You, you're going to stick with that or do you want to say sorry? To Paul Greengrass? Yeah. No f***ing way. <laughs> okay. Any toilet news, Eamon? There is. Nurse horrified after parents try to name their baby after a toilet. Oh Nurses and midwives have recalled the times they've had to stop parents from calling their children some unusual names. One midwife has revealed she once had to step in to stop one of her patients from calling her baby after a toilet. Talking to Reddit earlier in the week, one user asked nurses and midwives if they've ever had to talk new parents out of a baby name before. Among the 3,000 responses, one nurse admitted she was shocked by one couple who were planning on calling their daughter Latrine. (laughs) While they thought it would make a pretty name for their newborn, the parents were unaware it is actually the name given to a toilet. Latrine. The midwife wrote, she and her husband had decided to name the baby Latrine. I had to Mm. explain to her that she was naming her poor baby after the hole in the ground that soldiers (laughs) into. She was horrified and chased it to (laughs) Katrina, 
Wow. Fantastic. I knew I know only know latrine is a toilet thing because I've watched like a few war films. You know, it's always like a punishment, isn't it? Go and clean the latrines or whatever. Yeah, go and get in the latrine. Yeah. Yeah, go and get in the latrine. You know, <laughs> that famous yeah. movie quote. <laughs> Let's have a little look at names for toilets and see if we would use use mm. any of these for our own children. Carzy. Yeah. All right. You right, Carzy. Bog. <laughs> I mean, it's it hits quite hard. Bog. Shit house. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty good. Shit house Johnson, for example, is pretty good. That's good. That's I can't see what would go wrong with that. Yeah, Dunny. Greg Tompkins would uh, name his kid Dunny, wouldn't he? It's my first kid, Dunny. It's my second kid, Bog. <laughs> okay, another piece of toilet news for you, Ben. Mm. The Britons who are brewing up trouble, wondering where to start your spring cleaning. You could do worse than giving your cattle a good once-over. Researchers have discovered the handle of a kettle in a typical home harbours more bacteria than a toilet seat. I wonder why. So I think it has to do with things that are washed. Because we wash our toilet seats regularly. I see, but we don't wash the kettle. I don't drink hot drinks, so I would not be touching a kettle particularly. No. You did once put a kettle up your arse, though, didn't you, for a bet? <laughs> yeah, that did create a lot of bacteria on it. How far did Just... you get it in? All the way up to the one litre mark. <laughs> it did start squealing. <laughs> Woo! That's ready. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's it, yeah. Well, I think that we can probably couple something together from all of that. Hopefully, from all of it, somehow. That's yeah, fine. What? Don't feel like I'm on it tonight. You're, yeah, you're, you've been terrible. I know. Uh, and that, Ben, is the end of the unfunniest toilet news yet. Yeah, sorry about that. The listeners aren't stupid, are they? We're, this has been a terrible show so far. There's not been yeah. a lot of laughs. I mean, yeah, if you want to have a laugh, look up your own toilet news. I thought you were going to say, look up your own f***ing ass or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want, to, yeah. you want to see something funny when you can look at your own butthole in the mirror have a good laugh at that it would be quite funny yeah. right um, my just butt's gone to sleep so I'm going to have a little stretch <laughs> okay and then okay. Uh, shall we crack yeah. on you have a stretch really going behind the curtain in this episode aren't we that's right yeah we got sleepy butts we got self doubt <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you go and exercise your bottom and I'll I'll introduce the film. Try and think of something funny to say for once. Okay. So this week, as we said, we are discussing the 1990 film Robocop 2. Eamon, yeah. how many seating opportunities did you spend watching this film? Ten. How about you? Four. Okay. So there we go. What did you what did you have a drink of this week, Eamon? For me? So I can summarise the film? Uh, I drank a single beer. I've, I've gotten to the point now in life where I can, uh, my absolute limit of, of any beer is three. What happens after three? I have these two-day hangovers where the first day is a physical hangover where I feel awful. Mm. And then the, yeah. the second day is like a tremendous emotional come down. And yeah. I've been feeling really upset. And then I can't work out why. And then I'll be like, oh, yeah, I had three beers two days ago. I remember there was a near our school, there, there was a pub that did this famous challenge called the 8 Before 8, where you had yes. to drink uh, eight pints of something between like six and eight. Perfect schoolboy challenge. I decided to do it. And um, I drank eight pints of Strongbow. <laughs> yeah, you did. 
two hours. Uh, mm. I went back to school and gate crashed a musical performance that was going on. <laughs> I just remember coming to like the double doors, opening the yeah. double doors and seeing a sea of faces turn around and look at me because I must have like really banged it. I'm fairly sure I was chasing after you at yeah. that point. I remember being yeah. violently sick all over yeah. the toilet. Mm-hmm. And um, falling asleep on on one of our friends, and then the next day I was right as rain. <laughs> I was I was absolutely I was a okay. I had a, I was a big long sleep in, but I got into school. Yeah, and I I got a a round of applause when I walked into the classroom. <laughs> yeah. If I did that now, I I mean I'd, I'd probably die. Like I just could could never drink that amount. You don't think your wife would give you a round of applause? <laughs> Oh, she loves it when I get, like, really drunk. I'd say alcohol impairs your judgment slightly. Oh, oh, I mean a tad. Yeah, a little bit. I used to get these daily dunkers. That was it, on a night out. There was a spa halfway down North Hill. So I'd buy a a couple of daily dunkers and walk up North Hill where there were all these solicitors and accountants and kind of, like, upmarket places. (laughs) I'd dunk one end into the cheese and kind of (laughs) gently loft. Yeah. The stick, so it would stick onto yeah. the window, and I did it so often. I started doubling up the sticks on windows. Sometimes you yeah. can see like the dunker from the week before. I remember getting a bus home after I'd stayed at your house one night. As the bus passed the, I think it was an estate agents. There was there were three on the <laughs> sign outside the shop. Very, it was high up. They were good. It was a good yeah. shop. And I must stress, please. Don't use the breadstick ones. You have to use no. the crisp type ones. The breadsticks ones break apart. Very easily. And you'll be tempted because the crisp ones are tasty AF. You'll think, oh, I've dunked out the cheese. I might as well have, a, have an eat. No. Oh, no, you don't eat any of them. No, no, you, you don't. You actually don't. No. You no. get about eight, I think. You have to use no. them all. And that's the discipline, isn't it? That is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? I want you to buy a pack. And I want you to do a video for our Instagram page. Yeah, I can do that. And show how it works. A, an instructional video on how to toss crispy Dairy Lee Dunkers at stuff. I can't do it in any of the shops in my local area because the guys who own them come out and chin me. <laughs> <laughs> I live in that kind of an area. But no, please don't use the breadstick ones. Make sure you use the crispy ones. It's the jumbo tubes we're after. Jumbo tube only. Do you think we could get a sponsorship deal with Dairy Lee based on this? I feel like we're close. In fact, maybe I'll, I'll throw a load of uh, jumbo tubes on the Dairy Lee HQ in London and they'll, they'll come out and be like, what the hell is going on here? There's a mess. And I'll be like, what have you noticed? Those are some <laughs> jumbo tubes. And they'll be like, what? And initially they'll think, oh, he's just tossed a load of jumbo tubes hmm. all over the building. But then you'll point out... They spell out the word... Sponsor us. Yeah. They'll come, they'll come up to us, it'll be like a scene of Mad Men, and uh, he'll be like, that is the greatest pitch I've ever seen. And then maybe they'll offer us a scotch. <laughs> and then you'll mess it all up, because you'll act like an idiot. I'll do something stupid, yeah. I'll try and get the scotch to stick to the side of the wall, but I'll just like, smash a window. <laughs> Watch this, guys! <laughs> well, oh, I look forward oh, to all don't. of that happening. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Okay, so that okay. means that single beer... It's given you a wee time of 1 minute 18. Okay. All right, partner, you ready? Yeah, ready. On your marks, get set, go. So we open in Detroit in the near future. It's rubbish. The streets are wild. A mega corporation, OCP, Omni Consumer Products, have forced the police to go on strike in the hope that the city will tear itself apart and then they can buy what's left from the government. 
We meet Robocop and his partner Anne Lewis during a raid on a nuke lab. Nuke is a drug that's being supplied by an evil Jesus-type fella called Kane and his child friend, Hobbs. They manage to escape and then Robocop goes and spies on his wife. She wants him to leave her alone, so she goes to the police and Robocop accepts that he is just a machine. OCP has been busily trying to develop a Robocop 2 to take over this striking police force, but their experiments have failed miserably. Thankfully, Dr. Fax, a psychologist, thinks she knows how to fix the problem and goes about finding suitable homicidal human candidates. Meanwhile, Robocop finds Kane after beating information out of a corrupt cop, but it's a trap, and Kane's gang take Robocop apart. Then he's reprogrammed to become friendly, but he doesn't like that, so he electrocutes himself. Then he finds Kane, who gets injured when his truck of gold crashes, which is a great opportunity for Dr. Fax, who takes out Kane's eyes and brain and puts them in a big robot body. Are you keeping up? <laughs> then Kane's child friend meets with the mayor to give him enough money to pay off the city's debt to OCP, but OCP don't like that, so they send robot Kane to stop him. But then OCP find out Kane isn't as obedient as they expected when his nuke addiction makes him all cross and he starts killing people. So Robocop comes along and stops him by ripping the brain from his metal body and then makes some reference to being human, which is the extent of his character arc in the film. The end. Well, wow. 1 minute 48. So about a 30 second overrun there. Well, I think that's more to do with the plot of this film than anything else. Yes. Let's get into that right now. Then <laughs> Robocop 2 discuss. Oh god. So <laughs> I'm not going to pretend. I'm flushing this. Uh, <laughs> but let's let's go. Yeah, yeah. So in the first film, the corporate machine consuming the soul of Detroit is very much an external extension, reflection of Murphy's inner struggle and turmoil. He has to override his programming to become a human again. And the ultra-violence and selfish criminals and media satire all amplify this struggle. It's amazing, mm. Robocop. Yeah. In this, they essentially try to do the same thing, the same story, yeah. uh, which is the first mistake. But there's so much plot and all these different threads... It just doesn't work. It's basically a string of first acts. Yes. Like, it's, yes. It's that they start the, a new story every 20 minutes. It's so confusing. I think the scene at the beginning is really good. The idea that he's going and spying on his wife. Yeah. And there's that scene between them. He, he is really good in that, Peter Weller. Like, great bit of acting. It's unclear as to exactly what his wife wants. Mm -hmm. She's gone to the police. But then that's it. That's it. That's the extent of character yeah. work. For the for the entire film, my single biggest issue with this was the character uh, Dr. Juliet Fax, played oh, by yeah. <laughs> Belinda Bauer. She is a psychologist, and her brilliant idea is to take this killing machine that they've created mm. and put the brain of a crazed psychopathic killer inside. It's an amazing idea. It it just makes no sense. And her her yeah. rationalisation is he's a drug addict, therefore we can use that to control him. It's just the dumbest. It's just so dumb. It's stupid. It and and that, that character is just so unbelievable. And, and she's a... She, I'm, I'm sorry, Belinda, you're a terrible actress. You should suck. <laughs> you're rubbish. What was the motivation for her character? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Was she just bad? Was she just mean? Mm. You said she bothered you the most. I think the character that bothers me the most was, was Kane. Just because he could have been great. But again, what was he? He ran all the drugs. I don't think that's a particularly realistic depiction of crime. If anything, I feel like OCP should have been in charge of that. 
that would have made more sense. Yeah. There's one bit that I found interesting is when the um, the corrupt cop Kane finds out that he uh, has betrayed them, and so he does a, a live dissection on him, and he makes yeah. the little kid watch. Yes. I was wondering, Ben, what tough life lessons have you given your kids? <laughs> Well, they often leave a lot of Lego lying around. Mm -hmm. So um, what I did was I built them beds out of Lego. Ooh. And if they leave it all over, then, then they sleep in the Lego bed. <laughs> <laughs> Lego duvet, Lego pillow. That's right. Um, Lego teddy bear that they have to hug. And Lego pyjamas that they have to wear. They have to wear the Lego pyjamas. And then when they wake up, you give them a Lego breakfast. Plastic studs in milk. Yeah. Ooh. They love it. They love it. <laughs> What about you? Any life lessons? I just sit them down, make sure they understood what's what's happened, talk it out, and then give them a hug, and then send them on their way. <laughs> right. I feel like you really set me up. For, uh... <laughs> what are you talking about? Was there anything you liked about the film? Tell you what I think is really, really creepy, but in, in quite a cool and interesting way, is the demo reel. The big man is shown about all the failed yeah. Robocop 2s. That was good. There's one that like shoots that. himself and one yeah. that pulls the helmet off and there's like a skull underneath that starts screaming. That's I right. saw that when I was really young and it really freaked me out. So there's a part where you see Kane's brain mm. and his eyes <laughs> in a tube, which is bizarre, but then it just cuts to this like contortionist violin player. Yes. And it's really weird. Yeah, a really weird uh, jump, but I really enjoyed that. I thought that was funny. I like the electric shock advert at the beginning too. I, the, the adverts are great. The adverts the, are great. The, 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 the news, the stuff news is reports, great. yeah, they're they're really good. To promote the film, Robocop did go on the WCW and uh, save Sting <laughs> from a cage, <laughs> which was terrific. So what I've done, yeah, I've got some wrestling theme songs Ooh. of wrestlers who are also movie stars okay and i want you to try and guess mm -hmm. who the wrestler is sounds good oh and yeah the soundtrack sucks as well just reminded me but come on let's go <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i want to talk about the film anymore no. let's just play the wrestling game Who do you think that might belong to? I'm going to say Dave Bautista. Yeah, boy. Ooh. That is correct. Nice. It is Dave Bautista. Start of Guardians of the Galaxy, Blade Runner 2049, and all sorts of good films. He's great. He is flipping hilarious as Drax in Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. He He's really is. Really He's really funny. I'll often, He's if super. I'm like bored, I want to cheer myself up. Someone's made a super cut of Drax on YouTube. So I'll Amazing. just watch that. He's really funny. Good stuff. Okay, next one. Okay. So I'm gonna go ahead and guess this is a female wrestler. Yes. Don't treat me like a woman. Don't treat me like a man. I'm not sure if that's a clue. I'm gonna say China. It is China. <laughs> yeah, that was China's thing. It is kind of a clue, um, isn't it? Okay, next. Uh, I, I guessed that within the first note, that one. 
Yeah. Uh, he's my favorite yeah. wrestler. Um, this is Macho Man Randy Savage. It was Macho uh, Man Randy Savage. Well done. I didn't realize that that song has a history of its own, this land of hope and glory. So the first yes. time I saw Last Night of the Proms on TV, I was like, why are they playing Macho Man Randy Savage? <laughs> Savage's theme tune. This is so weird. This is, a, this is an amazing version of Macho Man Randy Savage's theme tune. Yeah, he was great. And he, he was in Baywatch and Spider-Man. That's right. Uh, as uh, as Bonesaw is ready. Yes. Okay, last one. Well... <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't think you needed 10 <laughs> seconds for that one. No, I got half of the word well. <laughs> uh, yeah. So who's that? Uh, it's the big show. Well, that it's is the, the big, big show. show. It's the big bad show in that show. <laughs> All right, cool. Excellent. Well, well done, Eamon. I think you did pretty well. So that game definitely raised my energy levels after discussing that dreadful film mm-hmm. um which we are both going to flush so we'll just move on to this week's top five Woo! hey right so this mm-hmm. week we are doing the top five movie robots mm. okay well the uh, the big jerk loser goes first ben so i guess that's you <laughs> take it take it away mate <laughs> i'm gonna go with so you're a crafty one Eamon. everyone says so so i'm gonna say t1000 <laughs> yes, I do have it. Yes! You know me well. I, I knew it! I knew it! <laughs> yes! Yes! This is what James Cameron is amazing at. Finding the technology and using it perfectly uh, yes. for the character. It's not, amazing. look at this lovely stuff because I can do it. He makes he uses that to make the T-1000 so scary. He does. And he uses it to threaten his nephews with death, according to you. He does, yeah. he has. Uh, he's got casts of all the big metal fingers and he fantasizes about skewering his family on them makes them sick <laughs> oh, all right well done okay i'm gonna say ash from alien no oh so you tried you tried to get up in my head i did yeah but you failed boo this is a duplicate bishop from aliens yes yes <laughs> i think he's amazing See, I'm, I'm not i'm not uh i'm not trying to play you you should have just said Bishop. I thought you, but I thought you would prefer the first movie, and therefore Ash. No, no, I think I think I'm on the Aliens bandwagon. Yeah, boy. Obvs, I love Alien, yeah. but Aliens is it is the best film. It's the best film. Okay, I'm gonna say Rutger Hauer in Blade Runner. No. What? So well, that's it. You've won. You crushed me there. Destroyed you. Destroyed, destroyed your me. face. So, what did you have then? So I had T-1000, Bishop, Tars slash Case from Interstellar, Wall E, because uh, he's a sweet little fella. Yes, he is. And the Iron Giant. Uh, I also have Wall E. Yeah. I have Ed 209 from Robocop. I have T-800. I have Baymax. From Big Hero 6. I love Baymax. Yeah, he's cool. He's good. I just want to give him a hug. Mm -hmm. And Bishop. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I probably should have had Roy on there. Interesting that we both had some kids' films selections there. Yeah, like Wally, he's just adorable. You, you get to choose the next film. Oh, yeah. Oh, like Macho Man Randy Savage has joined us. Oh, yeah. That's right. Macho, macho. This man. is a very oh. strange recollection which I have to share. Okay. I, I used to talk to my friend Doug about this a lot. Once 
Macho Man Randy Savage was on Going Live. Oh, right, yeah. The kids Saturday morning TV. And we were both, like, blown away by the fact that he was on it. There was a game they used to play. People would, would phone in, and it was called Mighty Muscles. Right. And they'd have the floor manager would announce the game, and he was this cockney bloke, and he'd go, Mighty Muscles! Right, that, okay, that's yeah. That's a shtick for some reason. And when right. Macho Man Randy Savage was on, and they said, uh, they said, oh, well, well, Macho Man, you've got such a distinctive voice. Do you want to introduce the game? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's just because an incredible recollection of him going, oh, yeah, mighty muscles. Check it out. Dig it. Oh, yeah. Like this. <laughs> About this game called Mighty Muscles. And me and my friend Doug were just like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And we used to say that to each other all the time. Just like, there's quite a lot going on there, not just Mighty Muscles. Yeah, that's what I love about him. Yeah, he just oh, keeps yeah, going. Check it out, dig it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine if you didn't know who he was, you'd be like, who is this absolute maniac in a, in a Dayglow Stetson shouting Mighty Muscles? It's such a shame he's not around to do an intro to our podcast. <laughs> so, my man, next time... We are going to be discussing 2016's horror thriller, Don't Breathe. Oh. Mm -hmm. Are you telling me not to breathe now? Or Yeah. I haven't told you the name of the film yet. Just don't breathe. Okay. Just just give me a minute. I'm trying to figure it out. Um, I'm just trying to think about what we could watch the next time. We talked about there's films coming up. That would be quite fun. They would be quite fun to watch. Um, I don't know there's lots of films something on Netflix is pretty good because we both got that maybe Amazon uh, I don't know something from 2016 oh you're right Ooh, yeah. oh god tell me not to breathe no no we're, we're going to watch Don't Breathe oh oh, oh tell me not to breathe <laughs> sorry sorry man sorry. <laughs> classic um, misunderstanding Oh, oh God. Oh. Uh, see, not all our jokes are that weird. It's about par for this podcast, wasn't it? That one? Yeah, it's about right. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Six out of ten. Yeah, I, mm, <laughs> I'd say that's generous. Um, don't Breathe is what we're watching, and I uh, hope you enjoy it. Eamon is not a horror fan. Nope. No. And I say, I would say this is, this is a horror film, but a horror thriller. I won't, I'm not going to say anything else about it. I want you to go in without knowing anything, so I'm not going to say anything. But I think, I think you'll enjoy it. I've not always been averse to horror, but I think it's definitely happened over the last few years. I've become mm. very sensitive in my old age. Yeah. For example, uh, I ate a ploughman's the other day, and the pickled right. onion was so strong, I had to leave the table. Yeah, well, when you say sensitive, you mean weak, don't you? I, well, yeah, it's, it's really, I really do just have no interest in watching things that are going to scare me at all. Mm. Whereas I just, I, I'd say I'm more into that than ever. Just another way in which we're slowly growing apart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is really the perfect end to this episode yep. of the podcast, I yeah. think. Based on this, this episode, don't rate us. Listen to the last one with Russ, that was really good. When we had yeah, listen, else on. listen to the one before this, yeah. write a review about that, mm. uh, rate it based on that, mm. social media based on that, and um, the next one will be much better. We promise. Yes. It's our solemn Prom promise to you that we're going to raise promise. our games. We'll try really hard. It's been poor. And um, yeah, take care.
Mm-hmm. Eamon, can you muster up the strength to sign <clears throat> us off? Keep flushing. Check it out. Dig it. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>